I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sarah Michelle Gallo, Buffy the together a pop culture academic symposium you know that's right it's smart people dumb topics mm-hmm. that's the gist, mm-hmm. that is the gist. <laughs> you know we are real life professors who have decided that we are also pop culture professors this pop culture professor is lauren brickman hi i'm caitlin Bitsagai. and together we are pursuing the most extreme knowledge possible of all things stan and caitlin what is a stan a stan is an obsessive fan uh you know it could be of anything could be of a celeb could be of a show Mm -hmm. could be Mm -hmm. of you know uh, a sculptor amazing amazing (laughs) um so what are you standing right now caitlin uh well i'm standing a new music video from mm. new kids on the block it's called wow. bring back the time featuring salt and peppa rick astley <laughs> and in vogue who wow. are also the lineup of their new tour that they're famously listeners of this podcast know that lauren and i went to the <laughs> remix tour headlined by new kids on the block in new jersey in mm-hmm. 2019 they're doing another one, and as a brilliant move to promote it, they just have everyone that's going to be on that tour in the video. That's what they did with the boys in the band, had Debbie Gibson and Tiffany in it. Okay, but Debbie Gibson did not sing. She lip-synced another singer. True. That was one of the weirdest things I've maybe ever seen. Yeah. But this actually, the song actually features okay. these people. I, well, when are we going? Do we have well, tickets yet? I mean, Obviously, we'll just have to look up the dates and okay. we will go. Yeah. Maybe we should follow them like a Grateful Dead thing this <gasps> year. I'm so here for that. I, but I need to be careful because the last time I did lose my license and that was complicated. Oh, yeah. That was rough. It wasn't like my, my license wasn't revoked. I just lost the physical license somewhere in the credential <laughs> center. <laughs> Some under 21 New Jerseyan has been using... <laughs> your id to get caitlin there was no one under 21 in that place 
No, but maybe one of those moms gave it to their kid. Like they're a cool uh, mom. Okay. I do hope <laughs> a cool mom gave my idea to a kid. Yeah. I like that. Well, what are you standing? Okay. Well, I'm still in my bullshit. And, okay. you know, last episode, I famously just stand music. Like, I remembered right. that music existed. Mm-hmm. I'm doubling down on that. But this time I am coming in with specific music. Great. And not just specific mu- music, but a specific song. So I recently found a playlist I made in 2018. And folks, 2018 Lauren was going through some shit, apparently, because it was a very emotional playlist. Uh, But this one song I have been listening to on repeat. In fact, I'm expecting police to show up at my house any moment to arrest me for how many times I've listened to the song this week. But I cannot stop listening to the song Lovin' Is Easy by Carsey Blanton. And I love her. I'm obsessed with her. I didn't even realize though I'd forgotten how obsessed with her I was because um, I listened to her album in 2018 a ton but she has a newer album that came out that I had missed and I'm so excited and I just looked up that her like tour dates and she's going to be upstate New York in April and in New York City in May and I'm going to go to one of them baby watch out Carsey wow I've never even heard of this person oh she's so good Carsey Blanton you better believe I'm gonna be sending you a playlist as soon as we're done recording because Carsey I'm gonna assume you're gonna be my date to this concert (laughs) (laughs) well things are going well clearly uh you know we have huge summer plans then with all the concerts we're gonna go to but you know something we always stand every season Mm. is five-star reviews yeah. And mm-hmm. we got we got a fresh and hot one from an amazing username for today's episode, Irish 11221. <laughs> I don't know how to say that number in a way that would like I don't know, be artful cuz it's five digits, it's odd. I think it's 11221. Maybe that'd be know. the best way to say it for sure. I don't know what that date means and but a year later mm-hmm. this person <laughs> left a five-star review, that's what's important. <laughs> the subject of which is just I stand. If you're looking to deep dive and hear trivia games about all your favorite guilty pleasure TV shows, you'll love this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If that's not what you're looking for, we can't guarantee you'll love it. But if you are... You know, I like the spirit of that I love it. a lot. It's like, this is is the gist. I feel seen. I feel safe. And if you're not, you know, listen to a different podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of them. (laughs) There's dozens. I don't know if you know. There's a lot. But only one has our guest today. Mm -hmm. At least... Today. The one that you're listening to now. <laughs> yeah, he's probably been on other podcasts, but I don't like yeah. to think about that. <laughs> Please welcome today's guest, John Purcell. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hello. Oh, welcome, John. We're so excited to have you here, John. I think I've been on three podcasts. Oh, amazing. Four podcasts. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and you know what? Not to make Lauren jealous, but I've also been to a concert with you, John. <gasps> we went to see. Oh the yeah, chicks. we went to see the Dixie yeah. Chicks. What? Yeah. Oh, the the Chicks. I'm sorry. In in my defense, we did see the Dixie Chicks, but the Dixie Chicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before they they decided, <laughs> like 30 years into it, wow. change their name. But this summer, I will be seeing the Chicks. Wow. Right, right, <gasps> for sure. Also, yeah, I have to get my yeah. tickets for that. Oh yeah, Lauren, they're they're touring. They're they're playing all over. Oh my god, I feel so behind. Okay, I'm over here <laughs> planning my my trip upstate to see Carsey when I should be going to see the Chicks. They're playing Jersey. I they're think they're playing. Um, uh, yeah, they're playing the PNC Arts Center, and they're also playing Jones Beach. Well, you know what's crazy oh, yeah. is that Caitlin already knew, and I haven't gotten a text. <laughs> I well, I, not to nitpick, but because I know they listen, there's a group text that I did send it to, and you just didn't check it that day. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, but no one's booked any tickets. All is good. Okay. Well, anyways, back to what we're here to talk about today. <laughs> Which I mean, the the audience will be stunned because we haven't even remotely <laughs> touched on it yet, and it's been, I think, over four hours yeah. about recorded so far. <laughs> Lauren, tell the folks about our theme. Okay. Well, Caitlin and I, as I think. Stan Stans might know by now are huge fans of the TV show It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Don't get too excited. That is not the theme of this episode. <laughs> um, but it is the inspiration for the theme for this episode because in the most recent season, the gang went to Ireland and I've never been happier. And so we had to get in the St. Patrick's Day spirit and dedicate a whole episode of Hollywood going to Ireland, baby. Wait, I didn't know that. 
I didn't know that they're in the most recent oh, season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Several episodes are in Ireland, but they're very clearly in Culver City. But I mean. Oh, OK. I was going to ask. So they didn't. OK. Because I feel like I would have heard about that because in Ireland, whenever like any sort of like major thing shoots, everyone in the country knows about it because <laughs> we are very small. So like you do know, like when Braveheart filmed, I went to the set of Braveheart because on the weekends, wow. it was open for people to go see. So they did. They did a couple of days to get like a few shots. So I think they shot in Cary, okay. but it was only for a short amount of time because there's like a few scenes where they are, they have exterior shots, but yeah. the interior shots were all shot in the States. Okay. But yeah. I truly, 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 truly believe and absolutely stand that they just wanted to go on a fun vacation together. Oh, and yeah. and sure. I love it. Oh, obsessed. Abuse of power. We love it. We love an abuse of power when it results in a fun vacation. So, you know, John, <laughs> we usually like to say our credentials, what, what, why we are anyone that people should listen to on this topic. And and Lauren, what is your credential today? Uh, okay. I, I don't want to brag, but Uh-oh. I am a quarter Irish. Wow. First of all. Okay. On my mom's side. And I did take care of my maternal grandmother, who was a Broderick. Huge. But more importantly, I, in 2007, did my semester abroad program in Dublin. And so I spent a whole semester in Ireland. Wow. So Thank probably you. you're in the running for most Irish person on the Zoom. Thank you. <laughs> I, I similarly am Irish American. I've never been to Ireland. So that's pretty like... Mm-hmm. When you walk around America, I'm an expert on Ireland, yeah, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John... Do you have anything that comes close to those two <laughs> qualifications? Uh, <laughs> well, I was born in Dublin. Oh, okay. Heard of it. Heard of it. Okay. And I lived in, uh, not in Dublin, but I, I lived in Ireland for, um, I actually don't know how long I've totally lived there for because I've been away, but I've, maybe 25, 24, oh, 25 okay. years total. Mm-hmm. So that's like 50 semesters. 50 semesters of college is what I spent in Ireland. <laughs> and I do demarcated by okay, semesters yeah. it's just mm-hmm. if in my brain it, it just it's so, you know, easier it yeah it. uh lauren where in, in 2007 where were you studying? um it was an nyu program through trinity and we lived on cow's lane oh. in temple bar oh, yeah. we they put all the college kids oh, in fucking temple crazy. Bar. <laughs> for caitlin that is like living in yeah. times square uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it was a bold choice to be like, are you like 20 year olds? Just go live in Temple Bar. And we were like, yeah. Well, in some ways it's like, it's like two minutes away from yeah. Trinity. So it's great like that in that way. But like, <laughs> there's no other reason that anyone should ever live in that part of the city. I think, I mean, it's Irish people do feel like, like when I go through Temple Bar now, I do feel like I mostly am surrounded by American people. Mm-hmm. It does just feel like, oh, if there's any part of Dublin that is mostly tourists and not locals it's this part of the city um increasingly when i was yeah. a kid it did not feel that way but like o- over time yeah. and i've been there quite recently it now just is like let's like s- close this section off and like decide not that we won't even go there either. when i when we were there it felt very much like the las vegas for england like and everyone would just assume that we were a bachelorette party from <laughs> london because like or, or head yes. party because that it was like it was just like a lot of stag and hen parties from other parts of the UK there when we were there. That's like what it's for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, um, and it really plays into exactly people's perceptions of Ireland and exactly what they kind of mm. think it, well, yeah. in their mind's eye, what they kind of want out of a vacation from Ireland. It just gives you that. So like it has the, when you go into the pub, yeah. you know, a woman is going to come an Irish dance mm. on your table. You know, like that's an insane thing that does not happen <laughs> in other parts of the country. That's not at every restaurant. Right. But like, it's like, I guess they want this, so let's do it. You know, there's, you're going to have that shit. And um, yeah, the most expensive pint of Guinness in Ireland is in Temple Bar. Of <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, it's like famously, like the pub is called the Temple yeah, Bar. Yeah. It's the most you will pay. <laughs> um, wow. Irish people know to just stay away from it. We did, I will say, one of the, w- the one guy in our program was dating a local who saved us a lot of time and trouble and taught us to go a lot of cooler places so we didn't we we lived in temple bar but we did get outside and we were we had friday afternoons off so we would every friday afternoon we'd go to the bus depot and go somewhere else in the like so every weekend we would get out of dublin which was cool oh that's cool yeah I'm glad you got to see some of the country. We did. I almost didn't return once I got to Galway. I was like, I could live here for oh, the rest yeah. of my life, <laughs> I guess. 
Well, I think we've established that we're all equal experts. experts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's time to play a game. Oh, yeah. Uh, this game, John, is called You Too Can Be a Star. This is a, this is an obscure Irish band, You mm-hmm. Too, that okay. I know about due yeah. to being an expert. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've ever been in troll mode harder, by the way, Caitlin, and I love it. <laughs> no, I have. <laughs> so You Too's music is used in many different films and many different genres of films, I will say. So, John, I'm going to play a song. You're going to try to tell me what movie it was featured in. Okay. So, I mean, you'll know all the songs because... Sure, uh, sure. Like, obvious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, what movie is that tune from? Uh, I believe that's from Batman Forever. Nice. Nailed it. Out of the gate. (laughs) Done. That song's sick. That's one of their best songs. Yeah, it is. They're they're going places, those guys. Yeah. All right. They they get harder (laughs) as we go along. What film is hmm. that song prevalent in? That's a tough one, actually. Prevalent in? Mm-hmm. I think so. Oh, interesting. In the trailer. Oh, in the trailer. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's in the movie as well. We, have, we might need to define what prevalent means. I wonder, is the trick here that it, it's like, isn't there, there's a movie called The Sweetest Thing? I don't know if it's, I, 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 I'm, but it's like, I think, I want to say it's maybe, I wonder if it's a movie that I haven't seen that's set in art and then they used, I don't know. Like my guess would be like, yeah, like one of the more recent ones, like uh, like P.S. I Love You or what's the, the mm. one with Jamie Dornan or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. Wild, Wild Mountain Time or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I don't actually really know. First of all, we love showing work. So I, I love the thought process. <laughs> but this is from the 2002 film Mr. Deeds. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's so weird. Well, Wait, Mr. Deeds was Steve Martin? No, that no, was uh, Adam Sandler. No, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Oh, wait, Mr. And D. Winona Ryder? Is it Winona yeah. Ryder? Yeah, he's just like a loser. Like, I, it was kind of in that era where he didn't oh. really have to have a concept. For, yeah. I mean, he still does. He does whatever he wants, obviously. But like... <laughs> this is one of those Sandler ones. It's not coming to me, but I'm just like, I, was this one I saw or not? But okay, that's so weird that that was in that it movie. It was it's, so boring. That's why you can't yeah, remember. It's, it's, like, it's not iconic. Yeah, it's not funny, but it's also not offensive. It's just so dull. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So we're one for that one two. Got me. <laughs> All right. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. Um, trying to think of like. A movie that's maybe about MLK or something, or but I feel like it's like was used in something that's like totally not about that. It's just like like a sports movie or something, and they just put the <laughs> song on. Yeah, I actually I'm, I'm really stumped. I don't know what that was used in. I can't think. This is in the name of the father. Oh, okay. So your yeah. your train of thought was correct that it was like historical, yeah, fighting kind of film. Yeah, yeah. But, Interesting. Okay, that's again. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, I saw it when I was little for some reason, which is, it was just disturbing. I mean, it's a Daniel Day-Lewis movie, so that tells you. Right, yes. Those kids shouldn't be exposed (laughs) to Daniel (laughs) Day-Lewis. Oh, boy. All right. All right. We got two chances. Uh, yeah, I know the song is "The Hands of Built America." Is it is mm-hmm. it a movie called "The Hands of Built America"? No, Fuck. but I do want to hear the pitch for that. <sighs> this has actually always been one of my least favorite YouTube songs. Um, I find it to be really cheesy, and also it's like about America. I don't know. Like sometimes I write about America, and I'm like, okay, cool, it's critical, I'm okay with that. And sometimes it's like, <laughs> what a great place. I'm like, okay, you know, like <laughs> I don't know. They, they, they're, they're a little bit too like. USA is like their biggest market, you know, so they really, I don't know. Anyway, I don't have, I have no fucking idea what it, uh, I know this is, 
it was recorded for a movie as well, right? It was like literally, it's not on an I, album. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen okay. any of these goddamn movies. John, I do have a question. Will your Irish citizenship be taken away by you two if you don't answer the next question? I don't know. It's so funny because like, I once went on a podcast and talked all about this, actually, mm-hmm. uh, about you two. Um, I went on the Don't Get Me Started podcast, which oh, is just, yeah. like, you know, right. something you're obsessed with. But uh, I used to, like, hate you two. Like, yeah. huh? really, really dislike them actively. And then I did a total 180 and became a super fan who flew to different countries to see them perform. <laughs> so, yeah, probably I am going to have, like, my, my fan fandom... Uh, you know, revoked after this because it's a pretty poor showing. I got the, I, I came pretty strong out of the gate and mm-hmm, then I have mm-hmm. been very poor since. So, well, maybe you'll redeem yourself with this final really hard yes. one. It doesn't seem like this one, but sure. oh, this one is, is super hard. God damn it. Okay. I believe in you. <laughs> I think it's going to be an impressive hat trick. I hate this because it's like you know it's gonna be like you know american <laughs> pie you know because like anyone can just license any song it seems yes. like youtube will just let anyone have their music for anything okay i feel like i've been a poor sport and i've just said i don't know i'm gonna actually try to make a guess yeah here. yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah because it's about like i'm gonna say that someone totally took the wrong point of this song i was like this is like a this is like the road road song it's about being on the open road i'm gonna guess it was the comedy I think 2000, 2001 comedy Road Trip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> use the song. <laughs> the streets have no name. Um, I love that. <laughs> I, I think we're going to count that answer as correct, even though it's we're, not. So, it's from a fairly obscure movie. Okay. Well, I mean, it stars Jeff Bridges. It's 1993's Fearless. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will say there's like one of the weirdest things on YouTube is like, there's like, an official thing maybe from YouTube or from the movie, which I don't know why the movie from 93 would have an official YouTube, but it's like five minutes of scenes from the movie and then it bleeds into this song. It's so strange. Oh, weird. I love it. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen that. This is so funny because like, other than the first one, which I think is probably their most like iconic movie song, just because it was like, oh, at least in Ireland, like Hold Me, Through Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, the, the Batman song was like yeah. huge. It was a really, really big song. Yes, yes. But like, but it was like made especially for that movie. Um, I suppose I probably should have known the Gangs in New York one, but those, it seems just like kind of random movie. I don't know. That's interesting yeah. there. I guess when you're such a big band, a lot of people come asking for your shit all the time. Oh, and yeah. So you end up in lots of stuff that there's no real pattern to it. It's kind of all over the place because you're just so successful and popular. Like everyone wants you. Yeah. Th- no, that's what was amazing to me about these movies. They have nothing in common, really. Like, yeah. In the Name of the Father, like, takes place in Ireland and is very dramatic. So you're like, okay, that one makes sense. Right. Hold me, kill me. You're like, well, Batman's huge franchise. YouTube's huge. But then you're like, Mr. Deeds. Okay. Yes, I know. Why it's... not? And then <sighs> <sighs> let's write, let's have a band write a song for Gangs of New York, but let's make it you too? Why? Like, why wouldn't you choose an American or a New York band specifically? I know that, but it's it's that stuff happens sometimes. It's like weirdly, like a lot of people got into Radiohead from the Clueless soundtrack, you know, yeah, because sure. they had a song on there, and it's like it hap- that it kind of can happen that way for people. Yeah. And it's like those moments when someone crosses over culturally to like a space where they really don't belong usually, or they don't, you know, but um, can get some people to stick onto them. In the, I don't know, it's 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 kind of fun. So it's much of my adult music taste, what I, I can trace back to soundtracks I had as a kid. Like, it's wild. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. the Clueless soundtrack specifically. I was referencing a musician to a friend of mine over the weekend, and they were like, I don't know that. And I was like, did you not have the Sabrina the Teenage Witch soundtrack <laughs> as a teenager? Like, that was my entry point. Yeah, and also like bands like Duke going on The Simpsons as get, or even like yeah. Gilmore Girls had like Sonic Youth who were like super underground mm-hmm. band to, to have that was like a really crazy crossover. UCB also on Gossip Girl. I mean, that's a crossover mm-hmm. there. 
<laughs> oh, we did amazingly talk about that episode in a recent live show. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I am so happy that it came up again. Uh, I actually need to rewatch that footage because I watched it at the time and I screamed when I saw it because it's just it's it's a real trip to watch that. It I mean, it's honestly, oh, yeah. it gets better every time you watch it. Oh, I probably I, it, I, I probably watched. <laughs> those scenes no less than a hundred times and <laughs> it never gets less joyful it just continues to grow on you oh, oh boy shout out to kate Zelensky, john yeah. and i's former improv coach and she's got a hot name right now hot now name the right president now. of ukraine <laughs> congrats to her what a journey she's been on well I, that's just been a lot for our, our listeners to chew yes. on so i think we need to take a quick break we'll be right back Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. All right, we are back. And I feel like this is the thesis I've been building towards for the entire time Caitlin and I have been doing We Stand. I, oh, wow. I, I don't know, besides meeting Joshua Jackson and Jody Turner Smith, <laughs> I'm not sure what I have left to contribute to the experience because this is my this is my ultimate thesis statement that I have to make. And that is that Ireland is the most romantic location for storytelling. I don't wow. think there is a more romantic place in the world to set your story or to place your song. And, you know, I don't think our listeners will be surprised that, you know, I was looking for a way to talk about romance. Um, you know, I love a rom-com. I love a rom-drom. And so I was getting excited to figure out how to justify my point of view when I had a huge revelation and got deliriously off course. And I realized that my core aesthetic, my sense of self and everything I am circles back to one specific wow. movie. And I was alarmed, scared, and have never felt more alone than when I found out earlier today, Caitlin has never seen this movie. No. And I'm hoping, John, that you have... I mean, let's. I'm sure I haven't based on how this has gone so it's far. Mis it's Mr. Deeds. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm not even going to say anything else. I'm just going to ask Caitlin uh, to hit play on the trailer for the movie that I think has defined my life thus far. And then we'll find out if you, John, know what it is, have seen it, have heard of it. Okay. All right. I'm excited. I'm really, and, and scared. Have you ever wondered if there is sex after death? Oh, yes. Or if there is love in the afterlife? You're a ghost. I'm an American. It would never work out. The spirits are willing, but the flesh is weak. <gasps> this is too psychotic for me. Daryl Hannah, Peter O'Toole, Steve Gutenberg. Maybe we should get some moisturizer. High spirits. You haven't lived until you've died. <gasps> Rated PG-13. Starts Friday at a theater near you. <laughs> That is the trailer from 1988's High Spirits. John, uh, uh, does this ring any bells? Oh, my God. 
Okay, that movie looks absolutely psychotic. I cannot <laughs> wait to see it. I have not seen it, unfortunately. Oh my god! He, he, he just he made, halfway through, be like, "This is too psychotic for me." Is just so funny. Just like, <laughs> just basically, like, this movie is too crazy. In the middle of the trailer for the movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like they just kept in every ad lib or like they just kept the cameras rolling during breaks oh that looks so I, I genuinely think that looks great I really want to see it but it's is it so good and that you can find it in its entirety on YouTube I will send you the oh, link okay please yeah so for, for you John and Caitlin and listeners who don't know so this was a fantasy comedy film that was written and directed by Neil Jordan obviously you heard in the trailer it starred Steve Gutenberg Daryl Hannah Peter O'Toole, but it also had Beverly D'Angelo and Liam Neeson and a super young, hot Peter Gallagher. And it's so many American stars, but the whole thing takes place in this remote Irish castle in Limerick. And it leans into like Ireland's rich like folklore regarding ghosts and spirits. And it is so cuckoo bananas. Oh, Jennifer Tilly's in it too. I forgot that. Um, oh. It's just like an iconic cast, but it hilariously has a 27% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. And Daryl Hannah was nominated for a Razzie for Best Supporting Actress the year it came out. She lost to Chrissy McNichol for Two Moon Junction horribly. And one of the other things that I hadn't known until I started doing a deep dive back into this movie is that the director, to this day, maintains that there is another version of this film that is his edit that is so wildly different from how the studio edited it that he maintains that the final product we got is not his vision and that his vision is somewhere locked away in a vault. And so a couple things. One, I can't imagine another draft of this movie being any better than it already is. To me, it is perfect. <laughs> but I now have multiple you know, I started off today wanting to just convince everyone that Ireland is the most romantic place to set a story, but I now realize that I have two other missions. One, okay, to make wow. sure that people have seen this movie, because I am shocked and appalled that Caitlin hadn't. So that feels like something I need to do. You know what? I didn't recognize it from the way you described it, and I still don't... But I have definitely seen that scene before where he right. says, you're a ghost, I'm an American. Like, uh, something about that... <laughs> yeah. like jolted me into like either i saw it but it doesn't make sense that i would have only seen it once no because you couldn't have possibly it, only seen it once that's just i just don't think i saw any movie from the 80s once if i've seen, seen it zero or 30 times <laughs> i cannot tell you how many times i saw this movie but so there's that i feel like it is my mission to convert okay. people to having to being high spirit lovers the other thing is I now am on a mission to find this other cut. So if anyone out yes. there can get me into this vault, <laughs> I need to see it. I need to host a screening, a double feature of both versions back to back. Wow. But I also just like, I, I, I realized like as a kid, I saw this movie so many times. It was one of those movies that like I would seek it out on TV. Anytime it was on, I would watch, I would watch it for five minutes, 10 minutes, the whole, whatever amount I could. But I really, really do think that this was like the seedling that was planted inside of me because I have truly, I'm a quarter Irish. My mom always really leaned heavily into her Irish identity. So like there was that, but like when I tell you that like, I have claimed Irish as part of my identity for as long as I can remember in a way that is so out of bounds for how Irish I actually am. <laughs> and like how I truly did bounds. not feel, I I've never felt more at home than when I was in Ireland. I think about it all the time. I feel like it mm. sings to me. It calls to me. I have, for as long as I can remember, said I never want children unless I can have the promise of them having dual citizenship with a, an Irish husband. Like I, like, I have crazy romantic feelings about this country, about these people. And I really do think it started from a movie about people falling in love and having sex with ghosts. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't really know what I'm asking you all. With well, this. we're a mystical country, you know. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's hard to sometimes explain... You know, or understand your attraction to the country or to its people or its ghosts. What is the, within the film, mm -hmm. what is the logic as to why, it, do, do the ghosts haunt that castle specifically? Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's yes. the logic. Yes. Do they, do they talk about 
ghosts in other places and if they uh, pursue romantic relationships or them falling in love is sort of um special but they do talk about like the magic of ireland a little bit right like there is like they they like it is sort of celebrating the rich folklore and history of of the country or at least it's trying to right you know or claiming to do you know any of john carney's stuff uh, yeah yeah. have you seen bachelor's walk that's one of the few I haven't seen. So that if you're, you said you like like romantic comedy. Oh, I and stuff. love it. Yeah, I, I think you should check out Caitlin. You know, John Carney's the guy who did Once and Sing Street. Mm-hmm. Ah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, so in in like early, when did he do Bachelor's Walk? It was like he started in two thousand one, yeah, um, and ran till two thousand six. And it was yeah, it was like I remember growing up in Ireland. Very few sitcoms, yeah. Irish sitcoms. There were maybe two or three I can remember. We mostly just had like. U.S. sitcoms and then some British, you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they this stands out in my mind. A just as an example of an Irish sitcom, which was just so rare. But then also B, it was really good. It was just yeah. like hmm. it was funny. The acting was really good. It was set in Dublin, just on the keys in this place called Bachelor's Walk. So it was like you could walk by just this place where they filmed, and it just felt oh, like oh, they're just in like the city. They're you know yeah. this isn't a set or anything. And then the the central love story between it was basically like these three guys who live together, and then this woman is like rents in a room in, in the apartment yeah. they become flatmates but the woman and, and one of the flatmates become like romantically entangled and and it's it's a really like affecting love story like it's yeah. a very just like real um kind of reminds me of like the jim and pam like love story yeah. from the office just where, where it feels like very just kind of real and genuine and very affecting in that way where it just like oh they just showed me like just a real like life situation and i just well feel that like authentically or something i don't know it was like yeah. he was a really good writer even back then he wasn't the only writer on it but it was very good and it's all on youtube so if oh cool you watch it i i think it's um it's like a really good example of like a just like very <laughs> a well-made irish sitcom of it yeah there's very few father ted is good but like that guy uh claremont like a fucking turf now so like <laughs> i i can't like even it's hard know, it's yeah like, it's hard to recommend when you know who's behind it yeah yeah, yeah. but Bachelor's Walk would be like a big recommendation. Amazing. Oh, I'm All so right. excited that it's on YouTube. We're learning. I love that. Yeah. But We're I guess, learning. Well, I have two questions. One, I'm going to do a little divergence. They're not sitcoms, but two of my favorite like co- uh, comedies of recent years was Mooney Boy, which have you seen Mooney Boy? Uh, I think I watched one episode of it. I actually oh. tweeted at Chris O'Dowd yeah. and asked if he was going to make uh, a t- an American version of it. And I tweeted <laughs> at him and asked if I could write on the show. And he responded, <laughs> he responded like <gasps> right away oh. uh, on Twitter, like private, it was, uh, sorry, yeah. not privately, just like it was a tweet. And he was like, uh, oh, I'm not staffing yet, but uh, try me again in the new year. <laughs> and, I, and I actually didn't. <laughs> so what? that's on me. <laughs> John! Well, so Chris, if you're listening to this. Well, I think it, I think I didn't. It didn't get picked up though. I think it didn't get picked uh, up. Sorry, yeah. I think that's what it was. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta slide back into those DMs, man. I know, I know. Well, it was just, I don't know, it was, it was cool. And I, then I was once right behind him in line at a fucking <gasps> container store. That probably would have been the chance to actually do the introduction when I was literally, he was in front of me in line. John, you had, you almost had a meet cute with him. I know, I did. I almost had a meet cute with Chris O'Dowd. Oh, oh my God, you lived my, you almost lived my dream. I know. I Damn know. it. One of my other like favorite, favorite comedies of recent years is Dairy Girls. Have you seen Dairy Girls? I didn't really like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh my God. I gotta I go. Really I like have it. to go. I have to let myself out. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's yeah, okay. I, 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 Lauren. Every person yeah. I know has recommended this show to me, and that's why <laughs> you cannot, made it. I cannot stress. Every person I ask has like, John. I know you. I know everyone's a party asked this. What do you think of Dairy Girls? And I really hate to make everyone feel the way I just made you feel yeah. right now, which yeah. is to disappoint them. But I just didn't enjoy it. You know what? I got excited for a second because. There's something about it that kind of reminds me of like Scene Street. There, like, there's there's yeah. an aesthetic there. They're different, but there's something. So for me, Sing Street was like my childhood. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I was in a band. I went yeah. to an all boys school. I went in the city. Like I, so much of that movie felt like literally seeing my childhood on screen. Yeah. Wow. So that was a quite affecting movie for me. Dairy Girls. Yeah, I don't know. I I, th- I thought there were some really funny stuff in it, but. Ultimately, I, we, Ma, I Ma and I were just like, we, we don't want to. I get it. All right. Well, then yeah. you know. I, I guess I'll then circle back to my other question. We'll just move on. <laughs> um, but having spent how many? 50 semesters in Ireland or something yes. like that. Do yeah. you agree that it is the most romantic location or do you challenge that? Would you accept my thesis statement? Hey, I'm, I'm not going to fight you on that. I mean, like, I, I, I think 
I'm a romantic. I'm, you know, um, I, uh, I think it's, I, d- I definitely think it's a romantic place. The, you know, I think it's, it's romantic because like there's a lot of space. There's a lot of mm-hmm. places to like go and be alone and be just with someone else and like really feel like it's just you two. And yeah. I feel like it can be in, you know, in big cities or in places where there's just like, you know, uh, urban sprawl or whatever, you know, it's just yeah. like Ireland just has maybe just more nooks and crannies for people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, when I was there, the thing that I fell in love with too is just like, it felt like the appreciation for the art of storytelling in general just makes it feel like a romantic place. Cause I feel like I remember like in every pub we went into no matter where like i remember we went to some like tremor in the middle of nowhere which is like and we walked into a pub and like we were just immediately enraptured by people telling a story like everywhere we went everyone was like i got a tale to tell you and i was like please tell me the like you know what i mean it was just like i don't know yeah people love to tell a story that's that's for sure i mean (laughs) yeah 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 it's yeah it's fun I, i i do have a a real fondness for it you know i also think like lots of I think like Paris is super romantic. So I, when I think of like places that love stories, as cliched as that is, yeah, I do think that's a really fucking romantic city. Like, I don't know. I, I controversial, was, yeah, controversial, that's a controversial take. take. <laughs> that's like you know, I okay, okay, we'll accept. Uh, I, I get it. But I, don't, I also like I can find New York romantic as well. You know, like there's some some nights where I'm just like I don't know, the city, mm-hmm. a certain view where you're just like it's a feeling mm-hmm. really more than anything, right? What's the least romantic place? Cologne. I went to Cologne. I, <laughs> really? <laughs> in Germany. Yeah. Wow, quick answer. <laughs> yeah, I had, a really, I had a really bad time in Cologne. It's fucking sucked. <laughs> but wow. I, I, I like lots of places in Germany, to be clear. I love Munich, love Berlin. I just was specifically... Cologne. Wow, okay. I'm, pro, I'm pro-Germany. I'm Anti-Cologne. <laughs> yes, but anti-Cologne. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There, there we have it. All right. Well, uh, I think now that we've established Ireland as an epicenter of romance, <laughs> we now have to put your knowledge of Irish romantic films to the well, test. Okay. So I have a collection of five films that take place in Ireland from a variety of different uh, filmmakers. They're They're pretty contemporary, I'll say. Okay. This game is called How to Say I Love You in Irish. And if you know the film, I want you to say Slancha. If you don't know the film, I want you to say Slan. Slancha <laughs> meaning good health, Slan meaning goodbye, at least according to irishcentral.com and the stories I was told. I'm it's very correct. gullible. That's okay, correct. Great, 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 great. Can you really not swim? No. So why did you do that then? For our art, Cosmo, you can never do anything by half. Do you understand that? Ah, Sloan. I think Sloan. <gasps> Sloan Gafol. I don't know that. Oh, I was so uh, excited for you to get this one. You've already talked about it. Is this Sing Street? It is. Oh, okay. I Yay! haven't seen it in so long. Okay. Yeah, it's Sing Street. It's their first kiss. You know, adorable. Oh, okay. Jesus. Well, I've just fucking exposed myself right there. <laughs> <laughs> See? I'm- He's never seen it. He's <laughs> <laughs> not Irish even. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's see if you guess any of these other. I mean, if I didn't get it for the movies I've seen. Who knows? Who knows? God bless. God uh, bless. We are applying to move into the most amazing apartment. And I actually thought he was going to propose to me the other night, but he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And and you guys have this great tradition that a woman can propose to a man on the 29th of February in a leap year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Can you name this one? Is that P.S. I Love You? Oh, no, 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 shit. What's the... No, no, no. It's the... Uh, oh, God, I forget the name of this one. Yeah. Damn. What is it? What do you remember? <laughs> wow, you're doing real teacher shit now. <laughs> I feel like he knows it secretly. Oh, God, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to come to me. Well, the name of the film was in the clip. It is. It was. Yeah, it's the iconic... 2010 film leap year <laughs> oh leap year oh yeah it's, it's uh it's the uh amy adams matthew good film and i just the whole concept of like well here in this country women are allowed under the right circumstances to propose is just one of the most hilarious premises also, i've ever heard in that clip i mean she's talking to a taxi driver right is that is that what it is it's matt yeah matthew good gets hired to um to drive her because she like misses her bus or something but he like hasn't heard of hasn't heard of that right is that he doesn't sound like he's i think it's that he thinks she's like the she's kind of like the goofy american who like fell for like 
you know, the bullshit. And he's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. My my wife mom's very sore over uh, this store that she saw that we walked by when we were in Dublin a couple of years ago, and she was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, this looks really nice. I really want to go in." And it had like all these wool sweaters, just like. Mm-hmm. And we went in; it was just full of American people, and she was like, "Oh no, is this one of those stores?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah. it is." And she was like, <laughs> "And now, whenever we pass it, she's like, I'm so embarrassed that I went into one of those stores because she's like, I think because she's with me all the time, she kind of feels like we do the cool stuff." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was her one tourist moment. Oh. oh. Well, everyone has to be uncool sometimes, including me, because I did watch this next film. <laughs> In the dining room. What? No, that's definitely him. You can't tell anyone. Like it rushes in my house. I never even heard of him until yesterday. Of course you didn't. You're such a dad. He's only like... The biggest movie star in the world. He's got posters of him in her room. Ah, that's where I recognize him. Nora, dear. <laughs> this one's totally okay. I'm so embarrassed that I paid to watch this on demand. Is this a recent movie? It's so recent. <laughs> this this isn't um Wild Mountain Time, is it? No. Okay. But keep that in mind for later. <laughs> <I'm sure>. um, <laughs> no, this one is called Finding You. It came out in 2021. And it's wow. a coming of age tale about a girl named Finley who gets rejected from like her dream music conservatory and decides to study abroad in Ireland and ends up falling in love with an actor who's basically... It, it's kind of like they're filming like a Game of Thrones-esque TV show in this small remote village of Ireland and she ends up falling in love with the lead. It is chaos personified. And it was a young adult novel in 2011 first. And 10 years oh. later, they were like, we're shooting it. And they shot wow. it in, in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And, and is it Irish actors? The two leads are American and everybody else is Irish. Yeah. Unfortunately, Irish people can't be trusted with lead roles, so... <laughs> <laughs> you have to one day though yeah one no day. i mean look there's an yeah there's enough other ones to go around but you gotta just let the well, pros handle it's sort of the premise is like they're both kind of fish out of water in this country so that's part of what how they bond is that their americanisms yeah uh, dumb oh boy <laughs> but the the cinematography the locations are stunning i have not heard of this finding you that's what it's called finding you okay did you like it? What is the Rotten Tomato score? You know, probably did, bad, yeah. right? It's not. I don't know if enough people saw it for to oh, get yeah. a score oh, to get enough reviews. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it, it was a real sleeper. Um, I think. <laughs> I, well, actually, it has a better. It actually has a better score than High Spirits. It's a fifty-five percent actually. Oh, okay. Huh. So, um, I will say I don't enjoy it as much as High Spirits. But I do enjoy it more than Leap Year. So take yeah. that for what wow. you will. Okay, so your scale. We need to publish your scale of Irish <laughs> rom-coms on Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, we got. We have two more. What are you doing? Look up that hill. What? There's a bit of light up there. And I don't know about you, but I'm goddamn tired of living in the rain. And here's the problem is this guy's from not the country, but at least the the yeah. island. <laughs> so he should be better. He should be so much better. He should better. be so much better. He yeah, he has no excuse. Uh that is Wild Mountain Time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What is Wild Mountain Time? Oh. <laughs> I mean, it, a beloved film by both of you, clearly. But. It is uh, I'm so sorry. It's John Patrick Shanley wrote this alleged romantic comedy drama it's got emily this. blunt yes, jimmy yes, Dorn, John yes, Hamm. yes. i could not get through it and that's saying oh, a lot for me oh could you not get through it do you mean that you don't know what the twist in the movie was Arn? there is a twist yes you don't know what like the like thing of the movie is like what jamie dornan thinks he is doesn't he think that he's her brother and that's why they don't get together or did i make that up he thinks that he is a bee no. Yes. Yes. He thinks that he is a honeybee. <laughs> if you watch the trailer of that oh movie God. with that piece of knowledge in mind, there are lines that are like, he's saying that because he thinks he's a bee. Oh my God. Yes. 
I watched it wow. and I thought the twist. I thought, oh my god. So here's the thing: the Irish accents. You think that's going to be the worst part of this movie? Yeah, and it's it's so, so far from the being the <laughs> the worst part of this movie is. Listen, there are not a lot of movies that I haven't been able to sit through in my life, and this was one of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, that's huge. <laughs> All right, we have one final movie clip to play for you, and I'm, I'm really hoping you recognize it. Here we go. No, I'm only joking. It doesn't have a name yet because I don't know what's going to happen if the mystery's ever solved. But the lady has a name. Mm-hmm. Phantom Lady. Phantom Lady. Can you name that movie? Hmm. Or do you at least recognize the voices? I, I actually don't know who I'm listening to. I was That's what I was going to ask. So it's two of my favorite Irish actors. And this is truly, truly, truly one of my... I mean, it's no high spirits, but this is one of my favorite movies of all times. It's a movie that when I, I saw this made me regret going to school for acting. And I was like, I should have gone to film school instead because I love this movie so much. Um, that was Stephen Ray and Cillian Murphy. In it, the movie came out in 2005. It's inspired by a 1998 novel by the same name. Liam Neeson's in it. Oh no, this is not set in a small Irish town, is it? It starts in a small one. It um, keep, yeah, the no, character. this is not where he is a trans. Yes, character. yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. I've seen it, but I I don't know the name of the movie. Uh, it's the name. It's the name of the of the book. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I don't remember the name. Uh, it's the, Breakfast on Pluto. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I really like that movie. That was a great movie. I love this movie. Uh, yeah. And the, this fictional small town is uh, like Tyrillian, I think is the name of it. It's supposed to be on the border of Northern Ireland in the 1970s. Yes, yes, yes. And it's this just like fantastic journey of this beautifully optimistic and uh, imaginative trans woman Um as they sort of navigate their complicated relationships and it's it's the film is divided like the book into 36 chapters and it's just like so interestingly shot and the soundtrack is incredible and yeah i, I think Gillian murphy is great but i think this is i this performance is just so new like just beautiful and and liam neeson is so good in it and seem, there there's just so many incredible i don't know i always been obsessed with this little movie yeah that's that's a great movie it really was this, yeah i can think of kind of so few indie irish movies um just because you know the the irish film industry just doesn't have a lot of money and they don't fun, there's just not a lot of stuff gets made there but um that was really great yeah i gotta try to dig that out somewhere breakfast on pluto yeah i sort of just had to shoehorn it in there mostly to find a way to talk about it on the episode yeah. because i have there's there have been so many people that I can't believe they haven't seen it because I'm like, it's just it it ticks so many different boxes. Like if you're a music fan, if you're a history buff, if yeah. you're like, you're like there's so many different reasons that it's great. You know, they need to they need to like put that in the Criterion collection or something. Oh, so like so yeah. more people can see it. I don't know. I feel like that's like a movie that's like calling out for that. This, yeah. Yeah. This was a movie that I had, I got the DVD of, and I remember oh, back really? when, pe when people still had DVD players, I used to loan it out all the time because I was always huh. like, people have to watch this movie. It's what so year good. is it from? It came out in 2005. Okay. Lauren, I want to say that I went to some sort of event where like the director spoke afterwards or something. Because <gasps> I remember I was in Dublin then and I went yeah. to see it and I want to say that I, yeah, I remember, cause I, it was just because yeah, it got a big marketing push in Ireland because it was just like. Killian Murphy, obviously a big star and was kind yeah. of, you know. Anyway, yeah, that's that's well, cool. I, I'm, I'm thanks for reminding me of it because I, yeah, haven't thought of that in a while. I mean, I'm sure that totally tracks from like, I don't know what it's like nowadays, but at least when I studied abroad back around that time, like my favorite part of being there was like how accessible artists were. Like every time we saw a play, like someone from the production was coming in, whether it was the playwright or an actor, like the accessibility of artists. Yeah was it great i was like how are they just coming to our class or why are we a lot like it just was so different than what we i had, had here. The, this is story it maybe sounds kind of heavy but it was kind of a nice story i think like yeah. i was really into this band called bell x1 who mm. i don't know if you guys know damien rice you know damien yeah. rice mm -hmm. okay, yeah, yeah, well, yeah he used to be in a band called juniper which was him and bell x1 and they split oh, cool. and it became 
LX1 were formed and Damien Rice, so they're separate. They oh, had a wow. few songs that overlapped on their first few albums, um, but then they were like doing their own thing. So Bellex One really never got as big as Damien Rice. They were very big in Dublin, and I was like a huge fan of them. And the singer was like d- dating like a um, the equivalent of like an MTV like mm-hmm. you know jockey or whatever. Like a and um, she uh, was like a very public figure, and they were everyone knew that they were dating. And she died in a car accident. So it was just oh. like really tragic thing. And then mm-hmm. he went on some like memorial show for her and like played a, a tribute song to her. Mm-hmm. And I remember like I was just walking around the city and saw him, and I was like went up and like chatted with him i was like hey you know i just wanted to say i really love that song he did i'm sure it was really hard or whatever and he was like yeah man you know it was really tough and we just kind of like got chatting oh, and wow. and then he was like you know and then later he would like put me on the list for concerts and stuff and like wow it was amazing. just like it was just like i saw him around and it was just like yeah, yeah it's kind of what you're saying of like i you know i've seen most of the members of you two just walking around dublin yeah. like if no one bothers people in ireland because i think partly because it's like we don't want to give them too big a head you know <laughs> so it's like yeah. we're not gonna let them feel like they're slaves um but anyway i i do feel that too that it like artists feel very accessible there and it feels like um i once literally in temple bar right in the main square there yeah my cousins and i were hanging out lauren and an artist came down and was like do you want to come see my studio and we're like now I'd, i should be like no 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 don't go don't go with that guy but he brought us up to his studio and just showed us all of his like paintings and stuff and wow it was just like random one day and we were like all looking at each other like is this okay this seems kind of weird he literally was like do you want to come see my but it was cool yeah anyway yeah 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 that was like i I just i remember like going to we saw something at the abbey theater and it was like one of the most incredible performances i'd ever seen my entire life and then the next day one of the actors just came and like talked to us for an hour and I was like, that would never happen in New York. Like mm. they would never be that chill to just be like, yeah, we'll come. I'll come talk to you guys. We're like, what? Like, and cool. yet I will say when I moved to New York and I started coming to UCB, I did feel that about mm. UCB. I was like, I yes. can't believe I just paid five bucks and or I nothing. And like, these are people from 30 Rock and are, yeah. like, it did feel like you were getting this kind of crazy access that just felt kind of unbelievable, you know? Wow. Uh, well, thank you so much for your incredible patience while I just forced you to relive so many of my favorite romantic moments in Ireland. Uh, we're going to have to take a break and we will be right back. Well, thank you so much for indulging me on this uh, romantic journey. But I do need to cede the floor to Caitlin because, Caitlin, um, I'm surprised you've been as patient as you have with the huge thesis you have to present today. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, This is probably one of my flimsiest theses of all time, (laughs) but the one that I believe in the most. Oh, wow. Which is just that Pierce Brosnan is the best. And I think he is underrated. I I have another anecdote for you. Okay, <gasps> I I'm actually dying. I but I'll need to get through this. Okay. I think also no, no, please, please. I I love him so much and part of it's like I feel like I grew up with him at least his career as an American actor because I loved Remington Steel, which has been a forgotten show. Oh, which I don't know. pisses me off. Mm. Remington Steel is a great conceit for a show and I can't believe it has not been rebooted and it is about a female private eye who doesn't get any clients because of sexism so she creates a mysterious she creates this fake character remington steel played by pierce brosnan to be the sort of figurehead of this detective agency but she's really the detective but he's a con man so sometimes they do work together (laughs) and it's like very um very sam and diane in their relationship also Mm -hmm. introduced us to Doris Roberts mm. played their secretary. And I mean, I'm not a everyone loves Raymond Stan, but mm-hmm. I feel like if Pierce Brosnan didn't guest on that, that's a huge missed opportunity. Then, of course, he's in Mrs. Doubtfire as the foil to Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And what a perfect, what perfect casting. Uh, I love, uh, I love him. And I, I love Robin Williams. As well. we'll talk about that a different day. Then, of course, he is the next Bond, yeah. which mm. is, and he's like, my husband is a huge Bond guy, uh, but like I'm, I have not seen all of them by any means or anything. But I love Pierce Brosnan as Bond because he was funny. Yeah, and also 
I thought, well, I actually thought it was a bigger deal than I realized. I, I thought, wow, he's an Irish actor playing like the iconic Englishman. But then I was like, well, the first one was Scottish. So that's, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's actually been a tradition. <laughs> yeah. That they, uh, sort, outsource that. And then, of course, uh, Stan Sins know what I'm going to talk about next. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a duo of films called Mamma Mia and Mamma mm. Mia, Here We Go Again. And I... I haven't seen those. Is he good in those? He's Dylan, that's a one great of the question. worst singers that you could ever imagine. But uh. that's why I love it in a way. Like, he just goes in. And I acting-wise, he's great. Yeah. He's, but they, they give him, like, in the second one, they give him, like, a couple lines to sing. Because they're just like, it didn't work. It's fine. But in the second <laughs> one, something I connect to him personally about is in the second one, uh, he has lost his wife, uh, Meryl Streep. And in real life, he is a widower. His wife died of ovarian cancer in the early 90s, which uh, I lost my mom to ovarian cancer. And then, and this gets Mm -hmm. worse, his daughter that he adopted with that wife has since also passed Mm -hmm. of ovarian cancer. So he just has like, I think actually one of the reasons he's underrated to me mm-hmm. is that he's not a tabloid guy because then he got remarried mm-hmm. to Keely Shay Smith, who's a correspondent on Unsolved Mysteries. So that's like another, that's ticking another box for me. Like what a wonderful couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they've just been married forever. And um, I think that's really beautiful. And also like they were like, like maybe last year they went to a beach or something and people were sort of body shaming both of them. And they were like, what do you think happens when you get older like they didn't they didn't try to do the like those aren't the right those are fabricated it's like no we we look different than we did 20 years ago what did you think (laughs) um he also does very weird paintings and puts them on instagram seems to be having fun with that i don't know there's no point to this i just love him so much that's it yeah yeah he's he's great We um but, like it's weird how everyone loves him, but I I don't like when you think like a list actor, I don't think you think Pierce Brosnan. I know you but know maybe, you're so right, but he's he's super. T- have you so have you seen the well then maybe you shouldn't be living here? You know that bit from um. Do you know that line, Caitlin? Oh my god! From wait, what's the from? what's the fucking movie? Uh, he has that line where he does the craziest line reading of a line that has ever happened in a movie, and it's <laughs> it's the line is. Well, then maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> but he says that, <laughs> well, then maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> like, it's he was just, on one. He so was if, on you one. Just, if you just search that line on Google, there's just a video that will just be him saying that. And it oh, is so that. funny. No, but we met him right after Mrs. Doubtfire um, <gasps> in Ireland. Um, so we're down the country, weirdly, like with our friend, our, so our friends, the couple like that my parents are friends with it. We're friends with the kids. The mother was was dying of cancer and she she died like like mm. a few months after that. And wow. she we were there. We were trying to do a lot of stuff with them. And um we were in the lobby of this like nice old manor kind of hotel down the country. And Pierce Brosnan walks in with I think did he have kids then? I I have a memory that he maybe had some kids yeah, with him. Yeah, he did. And I have a memory he was with a woman who I'm looking at now, his wife probably Keely. Yeah, yeah, his wife had passed Second in 1991. Yeah, so that's who it would have been. And she, I think, was very nice to our friend Neve, who had passed away. They met in the restroom later and they wow. apparently chatted and they, it was very nice. But um, but we like were like, oh my God, we have to, we're kids, right? We have to go up to him. And so we went up to him and he just signed some stuff for us. And he was like, did you like Mrs. Doubtfire? And we were like, oh my God, we, you know, we loved it. We loved it so much. And he was just like so cool and just so nice. Was just like chatting with our folks while we were, while he was signing stuff. He was like, oh yeah, you know, it's just a beautiful place, you know, whatever. Just, he was just, it was, you know, that was it. I mean, he was just super nice, but it was, we all left that day. Like we, we had a nice experience with him. The adults had a nice experience with like Aww. the yeah. adults. So it was just a kind of a very pleasant, like, oh, we all really liked them, <laughs> you know? He's, oh. he, that tracks, he's like one of those celebrities that you just never hear a bad anecdote about. Like, yeah, nobody, yeah. Ta- nobody talks trash about him. You just hear like lovely. And according to irishtimes.com, he's only the 15th best Irish actor, which <laughs> I mean, I'm that's, going to be writing it. That's what the hell? He's the fifteenth best. <laughs> uh, is, who's is Daniel Day Lewis number one? Or you know, I mean, uh, we don't have to go through the list, but <laughs> they set they ranked him second. Oh, okay. the top is actually Maureen O'Hara. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you got to say fair enough. But Pierce Brosnan not top ten. I mean, what what, what are we doing? Okay, I got to wow. know. The, I, round out the top five. For yeah, me. I kind of want to know it. I, yeah. I got to know <laughs> the five. Yeah. 
Number five, Colin Farrell. I was going to say he's going to be in Ugh. there. Yeah. Yeah. Four, the previously mentioned Peter O'Toole. Okay. Yes. Three, Richard Harris. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, and the, I mean, the top three, it's like pretty. Then Daniel Day Lewis. Colin is up there way too high. Five. Five. Five is ridiculous. He should be 15 or lower. It is high. I mean, I have been really enjoyed the stuff he's done with Yorgos Lanthimos. Like, I think he sure. has done some really cool stuff. I, I, I rate him a lot higher now after seeing that weird stuff, but it's that's high. Five feels <laughs> it's high. high. <laughs> it's very high. Of, of all of Ireland, like he's above know? Liam Neeson. I know. It, no, he's he above is. a lot of a lot We're of people. Seven, by the way, seven. Okay. Seven. The Liam deserves a five before Colin does. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. He's done. Yeah, some shit. Liam Neeson. Come on. Come on. Anyways, wow. Now I'm getting all hot under the collar about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you we're all gonna start a letter writing campaign. Yeah, for that's true. That's true. Top fifty Irish actors. That was this was released in 2020, so it'll be two years late. But like, <laughs> first of all, we were in the throes of the pandemic, and yeah. they did this to people. Like, what? We have to imagine that's why they're out of their mind. They were just so scared. Oh, they were like, sick. They yeah. were ill. <laughs> they probably had COVID when they were writing this. That's the yeah. only explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, is there going to be a vaccine? We don't know. We don't know. Colin Farrell. We miss him. Taffin is the movie. Um, mm. Okay. Taffin, okay. Where he does the weird line read. Sorry. We have so much content to go consume now. Thank you, John. Like I, I got, <laughs> yeah. I got an entire series oh, to go watch. I'm great at giving people links, just links, oh, new, new tabs. You know, new tabs. Always new tabs. Oh, what a journey we've been on to Ireland. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Caitlin, you finally went to Ireland. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been. <laughs> And now the next time, I mean, I had a great time yeah. and, and I know the bars yeah, and like what yeah. shops to not go into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is, this has been a real primer for me. Yeah. I love it. Who's already an expert as I mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So John, for people that want more tabs open so they can follow you, where yes. can they follow you? Um, they can go to my website, uh, which is uh, jpersell.org, O-R-G, J-P-U-R-C-E-L-L.org. Um, oh, and dot org. Have, yeah, I got, I got a dot org. Yeah, <laughs> felt more secure, you know. Um, no, I don't know why I have that. Um, and uh, yeah, my video work mostly on there. That you can check out if you mm-hmm. want. Love it. I love it. We're checking it out, and you know, check. you can check us out live. We've got two opportunities to come hang out with We Stand together. We have the premiere of our web series, One Horse Town, coming up on Saturday, March twenty sixth, eight thirty p.m. at Pine. Fox Rock Shop in Brooklyn. Details for that are available on our website, WeStandTogether.com, as well as our social media at We Stand Social. And we also have another We Stand Live coming at you at Caveat here in New York City, Wednesday, April 13th, 7 p.m. 7 p.m.? Yeah, it's before your bedtime. Yeah. So you've got no yeah. excuse not to be <laughs> for there. For sure. And after work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good time. Unless you work at Caveat, in which case you'll already be there. Yeah. So it's fine. That's fine. Um, and please be sure, as always, to let Pierce Brosnan know how he can get in touch with Caitlin. And, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, immediately. <laughs> immediately. And if anyone can help me get the High Spirits uh, director's cut, please come April 13th with it in hand. <laughs> yeah. We'll dish the show and just screen the film that night. Like, that's how serious okay. I am. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I agree. why not you know (laughs) well thank you john this has been so fun thank you both yeah it was great yeah all right stan stans we'll catch you next time